This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. Modernization isn't everything. (laughs) Today's feature presentation is The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes from 1969. Katie, what is this one? It's about um, these kids at a university. Well, they're not kids. They're like semi-adults, I guess, who really want a computer. And they get one sort of shady, and then a guy ends up becoming a computer at some point. Because, you know, water plus computers equals computer human. It's weird. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a little bit of history about this one, but not a whole lot. Uh, one of the most interesting parts, though, is that it's like one of the few different Disney movies that they've used in this like combined setting of Medfield College. So the other films in the same setting with the same college are The Absent-Minded Professor, which we already watched, uh, The Son of Flubber, which is the sequel to that one, and then Now You See Him, Now You Don't and The Strongest Man in the World. And those ones are sequels to this movie. Um, And so the critical reception for The Computer War Tennis Shoes was kind of mixed, but generally judged to be like above average for family entertainment, which is like not a rousing endorsement, but I guess it's a little something above average. Um, But like I said, it did do well enough to get two sequels. So that first one, Now You See Him, Now You Don't, was in 1972. And then The Strongest Man in the World was 1975. And then this movie was remade as a made-for-TV movie in 1995 so much later um and that's kind of it around this one uh that was interesting in terms of history but high level what did you think of it um i just have a comment about the fact that they have created some small like universe that exists around this one fake college (laughs) it's kind of weird and it's like so early for a like combined like cinematic universe like that even though it's only like a couple movies in the series it's still it's interesting that they tried it out yeah it's weird but i guess i guess i can be behind it but yeah i don't know yeah um kurt russell's in this movie and he a baby (laughs) he's very young he's so very young in this movie and that's the only face i recognized in this entire movie i'm pretty i believe it's been a bit since we watched this movie yeah we watched them and then we had a uh, life come up so we're trying to remember from a few weeks ago um but yeah i mean the main thing that stuck out to me from this one was that like computers were very di- very different at the time and it kind of that leads us like right into the moments because one of the things i wanted to talk about was the fact that like a part of the movie at the beginning of like one of the main things is they're debating if they need a computer but it's not like a computer for each student or anything it's like they want to know if they should get one computer for the entire college and generally the professors are like nah they don't need that <laughs> and the, the kids are all like no we really want a computer and when they finally get the computer it's literally like an entire room worth of equipment and it doesn't work very well and the assembly process is insane and it's just like Right. At this point in time, computers were like a whole room. And it's just, I know that existed, but it's kind of, it's not crazy to think about, but it's fascinating to see it through the lens of like a narrative movie. Because I'm so used to only seeing it in like a textbook or like a history book type of thing to see it in like, oh yeah, this is just matter of fact part of the story because it was happening at the time, you know? It is very strange because we're looking at, because, I mean, we've seen movies that were made now about the past, right? Like, for example, in the movie Hidden Figures, right? Yeah. They get a computer at NASA, and it's like a whole room. Yep. Um, But, like, this movie was made 
in the same time in which computers really were taking up entire rooms. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why it threw me off a little is because it's like modern. It's like contemporary with that. It's just a normal part of daily life with that's how computers were. It's not looking back on it. It's not reflecting on it. Um, You know, it's not like, yeah, like it's not a core part of the story where we're making the story now and it's like showing what happened back then. It just happened at the time the movie was being made. So it has a different feel to it as part of the setting. Yeah, it's so interesting that like, like, obviously, like, we're talking on a computer right now, and it's so tiny, and you can take it anywhere you want. But there was time in which computers took up so much room, and you they weren't as high-powered as, like, my little laptop is. It's interesting. Yeah. And, okay, so, like, they get the computer, and then there's this plot where, I mean, the basic premise of the movie is, like, he ends up getting like zapped and then becoming part computer but there's a couple things that lead up to that sequence that i feel like we have to talk about like when he's driving to get the computer part and back because there's like a part that was missing or that is defective or whatever um he's studying with all these notes taped up in his car and like an open book and while he's driving like did that stuck out to me so much it was so crazy it wasn't just that he was driving while studying. It was also raining at the same time. Yeah. And you're just like, bro, what are you doing? But also, like, you could tell it was totally fake. And it was weird oh, that yeah. it was, like, super fake. It's like, over-the-top fake. Like, there's no way that any of this is, yeah. I was yep. like, the rain doesn't sparkle like that. It doesn't look like that. Like, even fake movie rain. Come on. But also yeah. 1969, so it's right, fun. it's almost like slapstick level of yeah. like, okay, it's not supposed to be real, but it just it totally took me out of the moment. Um, yeah. And then when he's actually like going up to the computer to like put the part in, it's like in the middle of the night, in the middle of a thunderstorm, while there's rain and water on him and on the ground, and it's like, dude, don't work on electronics when you're literally dripping with water from the rain and the floor is covered in water too. It's just like bad ideas all around. I mean, they left the window open. So there's like tons of water just like coming in into this room with this very expensive machine and it's getting everywhere. And then he gets electrocuted. Are we shocked? No, we are not. No, and that I mean that kind of tips him into being a computer, kind of. He's still human, but then when they like look inside of him, he has computer parts. And it was really weird because it's like there's a part where they just like look in his like eyes and his ears and they just like see circuit boards, but it's obviously just like a shot of a circuit board that they like cut away to. It's the the strangest thing the way that they have it framed up. And then there's like a whole brain scan thing, right? Yeah, there was like a part where they like scan his brain or whatever and it it shows it like a TV and I'm like that's that's not how this this works. That's not how any of this works, but all right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then it's like a whole middle chunk of the movie is him just like being super smart and having a lot of knowledge and then like going out into the world and using that knowledge. And mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because it's like to, uh, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, so his superpower is Google. Like, 
yes. everybody in the world right now has the ability that they were acting like it's like the craziest, most intense superpower in the world to have all this knowledge in your head. And I'm like, that's literally in my pocket. Like I'm checking Twitter on the thing that I could use to look up all of this while I'm watching this movie. But like, I don't know. It's just we're in such a different time now. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, like watching it now and thinking about how like people thought it was so amazing. Oh, my God, he's so smart. He just knows things instantly. And I'm like, yeah, I can too. Google. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, I don't know. It was fascinating. Um, and then it kind of there's there's a whole middle part that I didn't think was super interesting where he was just kind of like being a jerk and like not appreciating his friends or his life. And then eventually he comes back around to it and he's like, oh, yeah, I should be like a nice person. Um, but then near the end, that's kind of where there's a couple interesting things again, where there's this whole like kidnapping scene because he has all this knowledge in his head about like the secret dealings of somebody from the computer business it's a really weird subplot but he ends up kidnapped and then all of his friends have to get him did you think that whole scene was like or that whole part was just strange it was really weird because like the person that they bought the they got the computer from was from this like very rich businessman right and he donated the computer instead of making his like normal donation to the school but he was using the computer originally to play the ponies and like do other gambling things so there's like tons of information about like horse races and all kinds of stuff so that's now like implanted in kurt russell's brain or whatever but they want him so they can keep doing that stuff or something or they don't want him to like share their secret i can't really remember it was, yeah, it was weird. It was just like he got triggered while he was on a game show and yeah. he like started spilling all this information and they're like, we have to kidnap him. So his friends save him, but he's like locked in like a trunk. Mm -hmm. And so they throw the trunk on a car while they're pretending to be painters. And then they have like a paint fight with these guys that are chasing them while they're having a car chase. It was a very 60s car chase. Yes, it was... It was weird because they did the whole, like, try this car. No, it doesn't work. This one. No, we'll take the kid's car. That car's fine. Yeah. And and then in the end, they, like, get him out of the trunk, and then they immediately make him go compete on a game show because they need to win. And I'm like, okay, like, send the kid to a hospital. Like, he's been locked in a trunk for a while. There's, uh, I don't know. I This whole movie was strange, just front to back. Was there any other, like, moment that stuck out to you that you wanted to hit on? No, because, like, the last thing was really that he, like, got kidnapped, and then his brain is, like, getting all melty, right? Like, yeah. all of his, like, computer smarts are just going away, and then they want him to compete in the competition, you know, because the glory of the school depends on everything, but, like, also, no. Take the man yeah. to the hospital. Yep. Um, so the bad and the good, um, the bad for this one for me, I think like the college administrator guys were really annoying the entire movie. And then the other thing was like the second half of the movie is just not paced well. It slows way down and there's a lot of stuff in there that just like didn't need to be there. Yeah, the they had to have like the school admins be like the bad guys or whatever like they do in every movie that involves like universities for whatever reason. Yeah. And then the good, um, I think it, it was a really interesting snapshot of where computers were at in the late 60s. Um, and some of the like human computer parts were kind of fun where he was like, oh, he has all this in knowledge and information and they like mess around with it in a way. 
Yeah, I just felt like the computer stuff was pretty cool because it's been, you know, a very long time since computers look like that. So, yeah. So would you watch it again? I honestly don't know. Probably not, but I don't know. (laughs) I said maybe because it's like a a really good example of a late 60s movie. I think it's kind of like it's one from that era that sticks out a little bit as iconic. And it has a lot of elements from that exact time period, like stuff at the university and like what the computer situation was like. And, um, you know, it has like like we said, the, the car chase was very 60s. We didn't even talk about it, but the opening sequence was very 60s. So it's like if you're looking for a movie that's a good example of like a late 60s movies, I, I think this is a good one to hold up. But would I just watch it for fun on my own? Probably not, I think is where I landed. Um, But if you guys want to watch along, what we have coming up next, we're going to do George of the Jungle from 1997, The Aristocats from 1970, and then The Country Bears from 2002, which that one I'm very interested in seeing. (laughs) I'm excited for you to see that one. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Um, Don't forget, we're part of a network. There's podcasts, there's streamers, there's the Geek Geek blog, all of that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent to you, which brings us to Weekly Geekery. Katie, what do you geek out about this week? Um, Well, I did did a few things. I was on vacation, so I got to do a few things. One, Steph, listener of the podcast slash my friend Steph, came... Uh, to visit because we finally got to go to the Monster X concert that we bought tickets for during the pandemic and pre-pandemic. So um, we got to do that. It was wonderful. Absolutely amazing. Had so much fun. Um, Got to hang out with both Chelsea's. So podcast Chelsea and then uh, listener Chelsea. Double Chelsea's. Double Chelsea's. Um, And we did a bunch of stuff and I actually got to meet Capsule J who's one of our streamers um, over the weekend, actually. Uh, He came to visit in Los Angeles. So uh, podcast listener Chelsea and I and my roommate all went to dinner with him. Um, It was super fun. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, Um, Oh, do you want to hit? Go ahead. Oh, no, you can go. You can go. uh, One of the things, like... I, I don't know. I haven't been doing as much. Life's been busy, but I did watch the Obi-Wan show, and I think you have too, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so I guess that's my geekery for the week, is I finished it. I thought it was kind of mixed. I'm not going to give like full-on spoilers here or anything for people who haven't watched it yet. Um, it kind of started okay, the middle dragged for me, and then it ended pretty strong. I, I liked the last two episodes a lot. So by the end of it, I was like, okay, that was good, um, but... It, it was it was very up and down in the middle of it for me. I'm glad that it kind of like stuck the landing by the end. I mm, I liked the whole thing a lot. I thought okay, it was that's good. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't. The thing that I didn't like about it a lot was the Riva storyline, like the thing with the Inquisitors. Yeah. Like that whole part just like dragged, and then it took forever for us to like understand why. Like, she even mattered. I mean, you figure it out pretty quickly. You're like, oh, I'm pretty sure, like, she's this person. Um, Right. But it, I don't know, it took a long time. And then it just kept going and, like, dragging on when it wasn't necessary. Because trust me, Darth Vader was scary enough to be involved in any of this. He was absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, 
I see why the Inquisitors are in there because mm-hmm. they're in the like um, extended. Well, it used to be called the extended universe, but these days it's just like all of the other Star Wars media that's not the movies and the shows. So like the Inquisitors are in. I guess they're in um, like Rebels, so like the cartoon um mm-hmm. star wars show but then inquisitors are also in like some of the video games and some of the books and things like that they just haven't ever been in live action and so they're using this as a chance to get them into live action but when the core of the story is so much about like obi-wan and vader i felt like they just kind of detracted from that as the main focus because that was enough to carry the show if they had written it that way yeah they didn't really need the in- like the inquisitors Having them like minorly involved would have is fine, but they kept dragging out the whole third sister Reva part, which I didn't yeah. need. Um, because uh, little Leia and Obi Wan and Vader carried that show, so yeah, it was good. And I, I really liked some of the fight scenes and action sequences in, in the end, like the last couple episodes, I thought they were good. Those were all of the lightsaber battles I have been dreaming about seeing for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's probably what we can say without spoiling. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod. You can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I have been on the Geek Geek podcast with BJ Keaton for years, but I am going to actually delete this from my show notes right now because we had our finale. Uh, we decided to wrap up that show and we talked about it for like a good hour and why and where we landed on with that and all that kind of stuff. So if you've ever been curious about that, uh, now is actually like an interesting time to go and just listen to the finale and kind of hear our thoughts about where we are and where podcasting is as a medium and what happened with that podcast um but yeah i'm gonna stop saying that my intro is going forward i just realized as i said it and that breaks my heart a little bit anyway i know yeah um but you can find me in lots of places because i'm not done podcasting i have tons of podcasts um but you can find me on twitter and instagram by you by searching the handle at lady Catherine p i'm also on two other podcasts with my best friend tea time with katie and chelsea and you can't stop me loving k-pop this has been disney forever with katie and void we'll be back next week as long as disney keeps making content that can't be forever right i'm sure they could make like more modernized computer style people movie things mm-hmm.